Navigating your way through life, womanhood, career, sisterhood, motherhood, and romantic relationships is a lifelong, never-ending journey of hits and misses, joys and disappointments, laughter and tears, and many, many lessons. Why? There is no blueprint. Why is there no blueprint? Because there's no one way to live life successfully and unaffected, unmoved, and unchanged by what goes on around us. Hello and welcome to a new episode of The Workplace Revolution with me, Sile Polani. Joining me for today's conversation is entrepreneur, artist, and influencer, Leanne Lamini. Leanne is an award-winning artist with one of the most glorious voices you will ever hear. She is also the founder of LDH, Life Designed by Her, and she is an advocate for purpose over popularity. Leanne, hello and welcome to the Workplace Revolution. Hi, Sishle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. I mean, I have been obviously, you know, interacting with you and following you on social media for, for a few right. years now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But before all of that, before the social media um uh, you know, interactions and all of that right. stuff. I knew Leanne, the artist, you know, the, yes. the woman whose voice I would hear on the radio and yes. just be like, my goodness, <laughs> like, how does somebody even have a voice like this? Uh, thank you. <laughs> Won't thank you, you just talk us through your journey? Um, because you've had quite an evolution and one that I think, you know, thinking of you back then as just Leanne, as an artist, as we knew you, yeah. None of yeah. us could have ever imagined that this is the path that your life would take. Right, right. Um, and I think I could never have imagined it. Um, for me, just music was always the thing that I would do. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like it was so part of my identity and what I grew up wanting to be just being a singer, being part of the music industry, mm. and just looking at where I am now, um, I really, this is my, this has exceeded my wildest dreams even. Mm. Um, like you said, I started off in in the music industry um, mm. very young, actually. I used to be a backing vocalist in high school um, for various artists. So I started off by working with Louisa and Danny Kay. Yes, that's how old wow. I am. Wow. Um, <laughs> yes, that, that's where I started. And I think um, it just kind of evolved. Mm. Recorded my own two albums over a course of, um, I think, about six years. Mm. Jeez got married, had kids, um, and then life happened. And here we are now with um, End Girl Hate and LDH. And I think it really is um, just one of those things where um, I, I heard Bishop T.D. Jakes preach a sermon once, and he was talking about his children wanting to do so many extra murals and curricular activities and wanting to do things at school and outside of school. And he said something that really stuck with me. He said that he would make his children do everything because it would be the thing that leads to the thing mm -hmm. and the main thing. It would be the thing that leads to the main thing. And I think for me, music really was just my thing that led to the main thing and I won't rule it out as something that I would never do again because I am still very much drawn to 
music and recording and i really do believe that it is something that i will do again but i think this is just all part of my journey and the detours and the plans that god has for us sometimes he dreams a bigger dream for us than we can for ourselves and i think this is just what has brought me here and it's all mm. part of his plan mm. now i would and correct me if i'm wrong but i would imagine that when you were in that phase where music was the be all and end all for you as far right. as your career was concerned um to be in a position where you know that you have the gift to know that yeah. you have the talent to know that yeah. you have the work ethic um but to not necessarily potentially see it being rewarded in the ways that you would like. So for instance, yes. maybe you're not topping the charts right. um right. in a way that affirms to you what you know to be true about yourself right. and and your gifts. Or yeah. you know, you're not getting the the bookings that you require to be able to oh. live comfortably and you know, right. do more than just making ends meet. How did you navigate being able to get to a place where you are at peace with being where you are doing what you have with your gifts even if the world is not yet showing you the rewards that you would like for the work that you're doing? Um I think it's something that I realized actually a very long time ago and my faith has really been something that has sustained me um and the only way for anyone who thinks they are underrated or deserve more recognition for me what has kept me sane and helped me deal with not necessarily getting the recognition that you deserve mm. is that this gift has been given to you by god Mm. and i was just simply giving it back to him and i do still in in my own way mm. but for me it really is not about worldly recognition yes mm. it is nice when people acknowledge the things that we do but we just need to keep being consistent keep doing what we do because it might not necessarily be for the masses all you need to do is keep being the best and being consistent there is one person watching and for me that was always my thing just be consistent be true to who you are just keep putting out quality good pure music and someone out there is listening and is totally being inspired by you to go out there and do exactly the same thing and do better mm. so for me that is really what has sustained and given me the strength to carry on that it really isn't about worldly recognition because the way people will put you at the top they can easily bring you back down mm. so um i never try to make it about what everyone else is saying or what the compliments that they're giving the recognition that they're giving i do it to glorify god and as long as i have his stamp of approval on everything and anything that i do not just necessarily music but anything in my life it's mm. always just for the glory of god and as long as he knows that i'm doing it from a good place he sees my heart um and he knows that it's for him i know that my rewards will come when they need to come but for now that is what has given me peace mm. with dealing um situations like that mm. 
Now it can be very easy for us to box women um, and this right. is something that we have all experienced in different ways we've seen it at play um, even in terms of how just society in general um, decides that women are expected to be a particular way and to do things in that you know particular way and to show up in the world in this particular box and once you start kind of you know navigating moving around outside of that it makes people very very uncomfortable um and you are, you know, such a great example of, of that because anybody who knew Leanne from back then would have expected you to still be just pursuing the music and still just be an artist, um, you know, and kind of just remaining within that box and not imagining anything outside of that. Um, and we also see it in, you know, when you have women who are in the public eye or are known to be in a particular type of career and once they start exploring other parts of themselves or having opinions on issues outside of this box then it's yeah. like no how dare you have yeah. an opinion how dare yeah. you who gave you permission <laughs> so <laughs> how have you been able to 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 navigate that being able to be comfortable in exploring who you are as a woman, you know, the, the whole, your whole being, you know, and, and not limiting yourself uh, based on what is expected of you and what makes people comfortable. I think for me, um, I, and I've always just tried to, to be myself. Um, and I, I hate when people box women like, stereotype us put us in a particular box i really do believe that we can have it all as women um maybe not necessarily all at once but we can do it all and i am a strong believer and advocate for having it all doing it all um being it all not just putting yourself in a box and for me that has always just been something that i i've done and i did fearlessly and um unashamedly mm-hmm. um if there was a way that I could speak to it to women or just put it out there for myself, um, it would be that we, there's so many parts that make up who we are as women. Why do we just need to be this one particular thing? And for me, stereotypes don't work anymore. And as the world is just changing and evolving, people are realizing that there there are more to women than just being mothers or wives and just having one type of career, one career path, being a certain way. We can be it all, do it all, um, and just be who we want to be. But we also just need to have the courage to step out of that box. Sometimes we build these barriers for mm-hmm. ourselves and hold ourselves back. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I've just, as a mom to two girls, I knew that I needed to be the change for my daughters um, because they are the, I am the first example that they're going to see. Mm. And I knew that if I wanted them to, to take the lead and, and make this world a different place, it's going to have to start with me because they're going to watch me do it. And that's really what's also pushed me to just be all, do all um, in everything that I do, because I know that my girls are watching. Mm. But for me, I have, learned to be brave and fearless in everything that I do and not worry so much about 
people's opinions of who we are and what we're meant to do. Like I said, we we can have it all, um, we can do it all, and maybe just not all at once. But I believe that we can we can be the best us that we can be. We just need to go out there and do it. Mm. So for me, I've, I've just done it anyway. Um, and not try to listen to to what people have said because I believe that as women um, there's a whole world out there for us and we're seeing more and more women do it and it's just up to you to be brave enough to step into who you're meant to be. Mm, mm. I you... hope I answered your question. I felt like I was all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Um, you mentioned you mentioned earlier um, that music was a thing that led you to the main thing. So, what would you say right. is your main thing? Wow! Um, right now, I think my main thing is definitely um, the purpose work that I'm doing through End Girl Hate and LDH. Um, it's not um, necessarily something that I do, but it's who I am. And I have found my purpose and it's to empower and inspire women and just make people feel loved and that they are important. And these are just the ways that I do it through through any girl hate and LDH um, to, to help women belong to who they truly are, help them see their, their best selves, help them live their best lives mm-hmm. um, and help encourage women and show them a different way of thinking that we can support one another. Um, we're stronger together. And when we are empowered, we are able to empower others. And I think that really is my purpose. It's been to, to help women feel important, feel loved, feel inspired and feel like they belong. Mm. yeah now end girl hate started off as a hashtag yes and it's grown into a sisterhood movement um Mm. that that really has spoken to one of the key components um that are critical for establishing and sustaining healthy relationships for Mm. women with other women what was it that led you to developing this particular hashtag and the work that you've put in behind it? I think um, if I can point out to a particular thing that happened, I think it was me going to an event um, some sort of social entertainment industry event and walking into the room and just feeling like I didn't belong. Mm. Um, I felt kind of like a fish out of water, like where do I look? Where do I go? Um, because everyone, we're, as women, we tend to kind of become very clicky. And so you find your little corner where you hang with your people. And when someone walks into the room, you stare at that woman, look at her from head to toe and kind of analyze what she's wearing. And I remember having an experience like that once. And I hated feeling like I didn't belong. And then, and that kind of played on my mind for a while. And um, as I said, as a mom to two girls, the more and more that was tugging at my heart and looking at my children, I knew that I needed to to do something that changed 
their interactions with women, their perspective of our relationship as, as women and girls. And I wanted them to look at it differently, that they didn't need to constantly compete and feel like they were comparing um, themselves with other girls at school and later other women, but that it was okay to, to celebrate who she is and celebrate yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what pushed me to start with the hashtag. And it was really just an inspirational quote here, like, women, we can do this together, um, you know, mm-hmm. empowered women, empower women. So just kind of that vibe with the hashtag end girl hate. And it took on a life of its own. Um, women were reposting and retweeting. And I was like, okay, there's something here. And when the women who were actually interacting with me asked, how do we make this tangible? How can we make this a thing? Um, it, I kind of had a light bulb moment and I was like, this needs to to live on its own. And girl hate needs to take on um, a life of its own. And that really is how it was born, just from my personal experience, raising girls and wanting to be the change for them and for others. Mm. And over the course of the years, just in terms of, I mean, you've had a number of events um, under the End Girl Hate banner, um, a lot of interactions with women online, offline. Um, I mean, you've got uh, End Girl Hate presence in South Africa and Canada and what is the other one? Botswana, I think. Yes, Um, yeah. What are some of the key um, learnings that you have picked up over the years around the relationships that women have with each other and with themselves? Wow, some of the key learnings. Um, For me, I think one of the biggest things is that our relationships will change. And sometimes we don't necessarily, and in a lot of cases, we don't stay friends forever. Mm. So a part of what my message is with Engel Hate as well is that our relationships with women will evolve. Um, We're not all meant to be best friends um, and we're not going to be best friends. We're not naive. And I I used to get people saying that to me a lot when I started Engel Hate. You're so naive. We can't all be best friends, but that's really not the point of what Engel Hate is. Um, It's really just to, to look at other women differently and the mindset our mindsets have changed so much and that's a big part of of the learnings that i'm picking up with in girl hate it's just about planting that seed in the woman's heart and mind which is what we're doing um and even just for myself i have to check myself all the time um when i'm dealing with other women or i start to feel a certain type of way um it's just about having a clear heart and clear mind and seeing her as another human being and not necessarily um, a competitor Mm. in any way. So that's really um, one of the biggest things that I'm learning, that we're planting seeds in women's hearts and minds and and that it is changing and that we're seeing each other differently. We no longer see each other as a threat. And now it's about collaboration over competition and I love that I'm seeing that a lot too um, within girl hate like um, just putting women out there um, putting other brands on our platform and just showcasing 
everyone who who women are what they do other businesses other brands it's no longer about competing it's about supporting other women and helping each other and that's that's part of what i'm seeing um especially in our other other regions as mm, well mm. now one of the things that is an important part of any kind of movement where you are driving a a change in in mindset um a change in the quality of engagements and relationships that we build um accountability is mm. a, a critical part of any relationship whether it's yeah. personal social professional um and particularly when we are speaking about for instance movements like this yeah. um yeah. where we we you know I know particularly speaking about the interactions of women and I deal with, I interact with so many women who will share about their experiences, for instance, in the workplace and mm-hmm. say that the people who they find the most challenging in the workplace are other women. Yeah. That they're the ones who put up the most hurdles, they're the most difficult to deal with, um, they're mm-hmm. the most unsupportive in the workplace. So mm-hmm. how do we establish and inculcate a culture of accountability in the space because so often we see women uh who will uh self-label as being women for women um and promote themselves um on that you know uh on that platform in, in that way and say that you know they are investing in other women but the people who actually experience them say uh (laughs) no they don't (laughs) exactly so so how do we then hold each other accountable in that way um you know we speak about calling people out uh when they are when their actions don't match their words and calling people in um for the same purpose so how can we do that in these spaces I think it's very important that we do because we see it so often um and I am one that strongly believes that we need to practice what we post mm. and like you say we're seeing women say they really advocate for women when they don't mm. and for me I think it's very important that we pull these women aside if we can um and lovingly approach them mm. and tell them that they're not doing it but women we need to be held accountable and i am the first person if someone comes up to me and says that you say you're doing this but you're actually not i will be the first person to apologize check myself and fix my behavior mm. and it's important that we do that because we say that we are women for women but we're not really um so i think it is important that we check each other we hold other women accountable um and we find women who stand with us who believe in what we're doing and who i think it's important if you have had an experience with a woman and you come across someone who can relate to to your story and this particular person i think it's important that you find more people who agree and who have gone through this and lovingly approach the person and hold her accountable if she doesn't know that she, she might think that her behavior is is normal and she doesn't even realize that we're doing it so it's it's important that we actually speak up mm. speak out and not in a way where we're trying to um 
I don't know, almost bully the person because that can also be seen as bullying in a sense that you're ganging up on this person. But I think people need to be held accountable. You need to speak to them because sometimes they might not even know that they're doing it and they're just supporting their circle mm. and not a broader circle. So I think it needs to be brought to, to the forefront um, addressed and changed but we also we need to be the change why, why don't we change it why don't we support other up-and-coming women do you know what I mean if we see something not being done let us be the ones to actually take the lead and change it for other women because some people are also so set in their ways that they don't want to change they don't see their mistakes mm-hmm. um so for us we can only be held accountable for for the things that we do Let's take the lead on that. Mm. Um, and I think take it from there. I mm. hope I answered, answered your question mm. in a way. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's so important for us to remember that conflict is a natural part of any relationship that we have, yeah. um, regardless of the level of intimacy within that relationship. Absolutely. And so often we have this idea that conflict means that it must be ugly it must be vicious it must be cold um Mm -hmm. and that's not what it is and i think so many of us have a lot of work to do in unlearning Mm -hmm. the associations Mm -hmm. that we have to specific terms and words Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that changes the way in which we then begin to interact with each other yeah absolutely now, how and at which point did you morph from just end girl hate to now having LDH? And what is LDH all about? Wow. Um, so with end girl hate, I really just wanted to put the message out there of girls supporting girls and women for women. Um, And it really just was like a fun movement that encourages women. But when I saw that there was actually a need for women who want to grow, and so it went from an event where we were just kind of encouraging one another, seeing how we could network, how we could support one another, and just listening to women speak and what their needs were, that they wanted more, Um, they wanted more support. It needed to be more about self-development and holistically that women wanted their needs taken care of. That's when I saw that, okay, we need to take the end girl hate woman, so the woman and girl who has the heart Mm. for ending girl hate and truly being kind and compassionate and supporting one another, Um, and level her up. And that's where LDH was born, really, Um, to help women truly live their best lives and design the life that she's dreamt of having for herself. And that's where LDH was born, where I took the heart of the end girl hate girl and woman and helped her level up, um, whether it be um, a vision-led life masterclass, we've had finance masterclasses, um, health. So really just holistically how I would take that woman and help her become and live the best life that she can. Mm. There are so many 
um, resources and, and, and platforms that are available and easily accessible um, to people for, mm-hmm. you know, personal development, career development, whatever it is that you want to learn, whatever community you wish you were a part of, they likely, right. they likely is something like that that already exists. Um, but what I see a pattern of is people often complaining about I wish women were doing more for each other. I wish yeah. we had more communities where women can support and uplift and promote each other. I yeah. wish there was more of this. I wish I could find content that will help me with my career. I wish that... And you're just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> where are you looking? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's all there. Right? And it's yes. been one of the most frustrating things for me to see because it still speaks to how as much as we are seeing a growth in the number of women and people who will say, I want to be part of this type of community, there's still an unwillingness to actually take the time and invest in finding that community because the tribe is out there. The tribe exists. The content and information is there. But people yeah. just don't want to take the time to be able yes. to find it. Absolutely. Um, I think we we still want to be kind of spoon-fed with everything and things must just appear mm. in front of us. We don't want to have to work for, for anything and actually look. Um, and we're still very entitled when it comes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people really, we, we need to start doing the work because that's, that's what it is. It's work and it's going to be hard and it's not going to be easy. You need to look, you need to do your research, but it's out there. And if you want it badly enough, you will find it. And it's just about connecting yourself with the right people, finding the right organizations on social media or whether it's a business group um, on Facebook or wherever online, find those groups and then branch out from there but it's all there we just need to really go looking for it so Mm -hmm. it's not like it doesn't exist um i think we're just lazy when it comes to looking because we want everything to come to us but we we need to just go and look for it because it is there Mm, absolutely what do you think are some of the um key ingredients in building successful relationships um, amongst us as women. And this is not just for your close circle of friends, but just in terms of being able to have a healthy outlook towards other women as a whole. I think for me, authenticity is is key when it comes to that and building um, real, meaningful relationships with women being ourselves, being unashamed to be who we truly are. Um, And when we are ourselves, we will be accepted by the women around us. And also, I I believe that when you are yourself, Mm. you will be attract or your tribe really will be attracted to you so the the quote your vibe attracts your tribe for me is very true when you are yourself mm-hmm. um just put your your vibe your energy out there the right women will find you so they'll be attracted to you and that for me has been um something that's really sustained my relationships with women that i am um my true and authentic self 
um, that I truly love and support those around me. I don't want people to change. I want them to be themselves. I want them to feel like they are celebrated within our circles and the circle, the sisterhood circle at large, mm. where we can just be ourselves, be true to who we are, not feel judged, um, not feel ostracized for the decisions that we make and the things that we do, but just really being your authentic self and being accepted as a whole. That for me has really been what's, what's been important in the relationships that I've had with, with women um, at large and just fully supporting who, who people are and realizing that everyone is different mm. and not everyone is going to be like you. Not everyone thinks the way you do. People don't do things the way you do, but let's accept one another and see that this beautiful box of crayons that make up women um, is what it's all about. You need to have a red crayon in that box. You need to have brown. You need to have yellow. You need to have green. We all make up this beautiful rainbow when we work together. Um, and it's about accepting everyone and their flaws and all and just making it work and being your authentic self. That really is what has um, really been key for me and my relationships with women as mm. a whole. Mm. One of the things that I, I find very interesting and, uh, you know, it's something that has stood out for me quite extensively uh, over the past two to three years, I would say, mm-hmm. is that, you know, when you find yourself in a space where you advocate for a particular thing, mm-hmm. there is this assumption that that means that people can tap dance in your head simply yes. because <laughs> you advocate for them in some way or another. <laughs> I have had people who have really tried it uh, yes. simply because I advocate for black professionals in the workplace. And I'm like, yes, yes. I advocate for you, but I will check you if you yes, come at exactly. me sideways. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> exactly. How, exactly. Have, how have you been able to establish boundaries within the work that you do? And what are some of the things that you have kind of had to deal with um that have really just made you feel like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. but, you know Fiche, that is something that's really really hard for me and I'm still working on it like every single day because people see me in the space of preaching kindness and compassion and supporting one another they feel like they can just walk all over you and take advantage and everything is a charity job and you don't need money for anything so it's really been learning how to say no um put up those boundaries and really just lay the foundation for what i'm about to do with women because yes they will try and take advantage um but i am learning to to say no to also check myself because really are showing them how to treat us Mm -hmm. and that doesn't just come from from anywhere they feel like they can do that because you've allowed them to do it and so I'm I'm really checking okay Leanne this is why why is this person 
acting this way? Why are they doing that? Because you said, or you did X, Y, Z. So now you need to stop it. And I'm now learning that I need to, when I, as I see myself approaching that same space and doing it with someone else, I check myself and I set those boundaries and I say, no, we won't, I won't tolerate that. We're not going to do that. This is how we do it. And I, I, I believe in maintaining a standard of excellence. You can say no, you, but you can, um, and you can still be a nice person and do what you need to do. Um, so I'm still learning when it comes to setting those boundaries and saying no, but I do think that it is so, so important to do that because yes, people will walk all over you and absolutely take advantage. So I'm still learning. Maybe you can teach me <laughs> how, how to do that because it's really hard for me. It is hard. Um, it, it's something that, you know, is a continuous practice because it's not something that comes naturally to me either. You yes. know, I'm yes. I'm evolving from being a person who was very much a people pleaser yes. <laughs> and <Me> break, <laughs> breaking all yes. of those habits is no easy thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. But you know what? I'm finding the older I'm getting, I'm tolerating less mm -hmm. BS. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. So now it's like, I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. We haven't been doing this for a year or six months. This is who we are. This is what we stand for, but we won't tolerate that. Mm. Like give us the respect as well. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, yeah. one of the things that I am very clear about when I think about my life and I think about a life partner when I get to mm -hmm. a point where I have one is the capacity of my my partner uh, to be able to enable, support, give me space, hold space for me um, mm. in, in life and in my career because, you know, I'm very much like you, very led by purpose. Um, right. And that can mean so many different things in terms of how that purpose plays itself out and what form and yes. shape it takes, because it could be one thing today, but in three years, it could be something completely different. Absolutely. How has that played out for you? Because obviously you've been married for a while, um, yes. but your career has <clears throat> evolved in so many different ways your role as a mom has evolved as the years have passed. Um, how has that role of a partner in your husband impacted on your ability to spread your wings? Oh my gosh. Um, it has impacted tremendously. It's been one of my biggest motivating factors actually to go out there and just be who I'm meant to be, do what I'm meant to do and follow my my purpose and my God-given journey. Um, my husband has been incredible and such a big supporter and really motivator for me. Sometimes when, when I felt like I couldn't do something, he believed in me more than I did in myself. And I think it's important that we find partners who fully support us and want us to be our true selves and do what we want to do, follow our hearts and our dreams. I mean, just because we have a partner doesn't mean we need to stay sheltered and keep our voices down and stay low and not be seen and heard. But my husband has been really incredible in, in that sense. And it's been um, amazing for me to have that. I mean, I, I always say to him that he is 
the Beyonce in my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, the quote when they say uh, Beyonce has the same 24 yeah. hours in a day as we all do. Like sometimes when I look at the things he's doing, I'm like, Leanne, you really need to do more. And and he really encourages me to to try it all and be it all. And for us in our house, um, failure is not a thing. And we're learning and teaching that to our girls as well that, um, Every single thing you try, you might not succeed, but you're learning and it's part of your journey. And he, he's really inspired and encouraged me to do that. But having um, a partner who fully supports you makes all the difference. And it actually really um, pushes you beyond what you thought you could do. Mm. You know, it's it's really been incredible. And, and when, when you, I think look in the right places Mm. um you will find people who who are like you people who believe in what you do people who who stand for what you stand for and people who who want to bring out the best in you as well and and it's got to be a two-way street and um i hope that i give my husband the support that he gives me too and not just Mm. um him giving it to me so yeah Mm. Now, you mentioned earlier that um, you will be your daughter's first example. Yes. Um, and, it's, you know, as, as a mom to um, an almost yeah. 17-year-old, um, it's been very oh, interesting. No. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, right? <laughs> I feel like she was 13 just the other exactly. day. Exactly. And mm. navigating parenting her has been... A very very interesting and challenging yeah. journey in so many different ways um, yeah. i feel like i'm stretched and challenged on a weekly basis yes. Yes, um, constantly having to evolve everything i thought i knew about motherhood yes. exactly exactly what has motherhood taught you about yourself and about the world and what do you think are some of the things that your daughters are learning from you that you can see and how they show up in the world? I think motherhood is teaching me because it teaches me every single day and still shows me flames mm. um, that I am more open than I thought I would be. Um, growing up in a very strict household where my parents were kind of set in their ways and this, you don't do this, you don't do that. We don't speak about this. We don't speak about that. I mean, I don't even think I had the period talk with my mom. I, I really don't remember it. Mm. And um, motherhood is teaching me that I'm a lot more open to having those difficult conversations with my girls, um, sitting them down and just being honest and open. And also because of the world that we're living in now where we're having to have those hard conversations and be more open and just be more honest mm-hmm. about what's happening. Um, I mean, I remember we were driving to school one day and the news was on and they said something about someone being raped and Zaya asked me, what is rape? And mm-hmm. I kind of had a moment where I was like, do I tell this child at seven years old what rape is mm. or do I just let it go? And I thought in that moment that I'm going to have to have a real conversation with her because mm. our children are experiencing these things and I need for her to know what it is so that 
God forbid, if anything like that ever came close to them, they would know that this is what is happening to me right now is wrong mm. and this cannot be tolerated. So I'm learning that I'm, I'm just more open than I think uh, my parents were. Um, I can tolerate a lot more. Um, I'm learning to have more patience because as Zani's getting older, um, that the mood swings and the attitude, and it's like, no, I'm supposed to be having the attitude, not you, girl. You know, so I'm learning to also deal with her behavioral changes and accepting that there's a lot going on. Her hormones are all over the place, but there really is no manual. There is no perfect mother. Um, we we're all the hot mess. So I posted this pic of my girls and I on I think Easter Sunday where we had gone out, but you didn't see the part before that where Zaya was stung by some I don't even know what insect it was on her shoulder and she was crying and we had to just leave the restaurant. We left our plates, left Sipple there to pay and take away what we could. And me now taking the children to the car, um, a mess. Um, mm. shouting at them do you know what I mean mm. we, we just see the perfect picture that people want us to see but we don't see when we're having our little breakdown moments um, mm. and that's what motherhood really is teaching me that um, I just need to have more compassion for other moms because mm. we're all going through it um, we just might not show it mm. um, but motherhood definitely is a journey and it's not going to be perfect but it's about finding perfect moments in this journey of motherhood and in my day with my children where I was like, okay, you did, you did okay today, Leanne. And, and acknowledging when you feel like you did good as a mother, because I don't feel like we do that. We mm. are so hard on ourselves as mothers. Um, the mom guilt is insane mm. um, when we try to really go out there and do what we're meant to do, but we feel guilty for, for working sometimes, you mm. know? And it, it's just have more grace with yourself, mom. You're doing an incredible job. You're doing the best you absolutely can. And our kids will turn out okay. We mm. just need to... Um, to go through this journey and and enjoy the moments that we can. Mm. And what do you see in the way in which they behave or you know the opinions that they have that makes you right. think, "Oh, that's me." <laughs> that sounds a lot like uh, me. <laughs> yes. Um so I think um just the the impatience mm. um, a, a lot of the time so and Sipa always tells me like when I want something done I need for it to be done now mm. um, and I can't wait another minute longer like I've asked can we do this can we do it now and I see that a lot in my girls and when they do that I'm like can you not wait and they're like but mommy, you're exactly the same you do the same thing to us so them just wanting to get things done um, when they want it and not waiting is definitely something that they've gotten from me. Mm. But um, something that I I see and that I've heard people say, especially their teachers, we had um, their um, teacher interview, teacher parent interviews before school closed a couple of weeks ago. And um, their teachers were just saying how respectful the girls are and how polite and how kind they are to others and that they're always thinking of others and when I heard them say that I was like 
okay, they get it, they mm. get it, thank you, Jesus, because that's all I want, just for um, our children to to learn the lessons that we're trying to teach them mm. and practice it. I never want for me to go through all of this and do all of that and for my children to not understand what empathy is and kindness and compassion for others um so i see that a lot in them mm. and i'm just so grateful that they get it they have a heart for for other people and that's all that's important to me mm, absolutely i love that um yeah. you know i also loved what you mentioned about how if you go on social media you know you will see the picture perfect moments yes um yeah. you very very rarely will see the chaos that comes before or after those moments um exactly. and i think it's so important to firstly have those conversations but also to to show those moments um because so often people you know we've we've grown up in a time where we are inundated with all of these images and all of these ideas that are all perfect whether you are paging through a magazine or you're watching a reality show or you're on social media everything just looks picture perfect and for so many people it begins to feel like you are failing at life um, because you can't seem to get it together because you are dealing with your reality 24 7 you know um and exactly. it, it's such a, a it's such a difficult thing to to help people get to a point where they unlearn that mm-hmm. you know the, the 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 belief that this is reality and that perfection is a real thing exactly but um you know i love where i think many many women get being real and being authentic now and I think that's where a lot of us are going and I see you doing it too I mean just this week you're sharing your story I won't say what it is about (laughs) because maybe you're saving that for later but just sharing that not many people would share that openly Mm. and it's about sharing those stories because that's really how we connect with our tribe people want real not perfect anymore Mm. and and that's what I'm also trying to be more of I am I'm so kind of like over this like perfect um influencer life it's like Mm. what is real show me show me real right now do you know what I mean I don't want to see a perfect body anymore I want to see you the real you um and and be be yourself and be unashamed to be the real you and I think there are many women who are catching on to that now and and that's what makes um this whole social media and life experience so special that I think we are evolving there are a very small tribe of women who are catching on to it and who are running with it and I really um commend you for also sharing that story with so many of us because so many people are going through it and want to know how are you dealing with it how oh i can do that that's an option like show us the real so that we can relate and connect with one another Mm. so i hope i i made sense there but Mm. yeah i want to connect with the real people now not perfect and this 
whole beautiful picture that you're trying to show us. That's mm-hmm. that's how we really connect with one another. To see that we can actually relate on so many levels, and that's what's special about it. Mm, absolutely. So, for people who would love to be part of your community of sisters, or who would love to stay up to date with your work or any upcoming events that yes. you may have, where can they find you online? So on Instagram, um, my personal page is I am Leanne D. Um, there is an End Girl Hate page on Instagram and Facebook. So pretty much just at End Girl Hate. We have a LDH page too um, on Instagram. That's Life Designed by Her. But I'm on all social media platforms. So if you look for End Girl Hate, Life Designed by Her, and myself, uh, Leanne D, um, you will find me there. And that's and we've got a, a website too, an LDH website. So www.ldhworld.com. And what I love about the website is um, we've created the LDH World Space, which really lives like a blog. So I have um, people write articles and discussing various topics and issues, and it really speaks to women holistically what you're going through, whether it's wellness, family, um, relationship food, all of that. I would actually love to have you write an article. Um, but we'll, I'll, I'll reach out and, and let you know. Um, but I love that it lives um, on that space. And, and our community really just keeps um, in touch with us on social media. And that's kind of where we update people with events and and what we're doing. Um, with COVID, um, I haven't been able to really secure my calendar for the year because we never know what it's going to be four mm. months from now. Um, so everything is really um, virtual at the moment. Okay, perfect. Leanne, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And I look forward to seeing more of the work that you'll be doing, but also more collaborations as we continue to to do this work to bring women together all over the world. Awesome. And likewise, Sihle, please reach out anything you need from me, um, from End Girl Hate LDH. If you see some sort of synergy, just let me know. Um, If there's anything we need to push for you, um, I'm more than happy to do so. So, you know, I support you. I loved having your um, skincare brand. I don't know if your your followers know about that, but she is um, a girl with many talents, people. Um, she, she can do it all. So I'm waiting for you to pull more tricks out the bag so people can see what you're doing. Thank you so much, Liam. Thank you, Sishle. Much love, Han. And thank you for joining us for another episode of The Workplace Revolution with me, Sisla Bolani. I will see you again next time.